0: This is Together 24-7, episode 155. Hi, everyone. This is Barry Cohen, one half of the Together 24-7 podcast. You've gotten to know us from listening to our show, but did you know that we've been in business together since 2003 and separately since 1997? We've taken our experience and knowledge from multiple successful businesses and transformed them into one company, Business Solutions for Growth. And now you can work with us directly in just 30 days we'll work with you to create a strategic plan with focus, clarity and vision. We zone in on your talents, experience, desires and skills to create the right business strategy for you so you can hit the ground running with a plan of action to take your business to the next level. For more information, go to businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. That's businesssolutionsforgrowth.com. Or call us at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7, where we speak to couples that are in love and in business. And crazy. Insane. Nuts. Mentally. Unstable? Unstable, There you go. If if you're going to be in business with your spouse.
1: Either you are, or you are becoming yeah mentally unstable
0: yeah yeah. expect a lot of gray in your hair that's right thank you dear
1: you don't have any hair to be gray
0: have you seen my beard your beard is very gray it's turning white thank you very much
1: you're gonna be santa this year
0: i got the belly for it that's right who we got today is guest cat
1: today we have aaron and kevin jensen of revel furniture as in revel in it the furniture Cause it could sound like I said a B, but I didn't. I said a V. No B, like ball. V is in Victor. Revel Furniture.
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you know. Sorry, you know a little bit. Of, you know a little bit about it. So, uh, uh, so Kevin and Aaron are married eighteen years. They started in business together, kind of right after they uh, they got married. First, Kevin had a construction company, and Aaron helped out a lot with that. And then about three years ago, they created Revel Furniture. Kevin started making furniture at night, and now it's his full-time job. They are out of Indiana. Um, now they no, live they in,
0: started in Indiana. They started in Indiana. They got smart and realized there's nothing in Indiana. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. What's
0: there? A race once a year.
1: Something like that. I'm sure there's more in Indiana than that.
0: Sorry, Indiana fans.
1: Um, and they are they now live, work, and etc. Out of beautiful, sunny California. Three girls, three daughters, nine, eleven, and thirteen poor Kevin, poor Kevin, it is a highly emotional household, according to Aaron uh, beautifully chaotic environment uh, they did they did have a little bit of trouble uh having their kids uh struggle with infertility for a couple of years, and now they have three amazing kids which is which is a gift, so you know, uh like my niece, who has the twins, every time she complains that they're driving them crazy and poor every time Kevin. And every time uh, Kevin and Erin complain that the kids are driving them crazy, just remember how much it cost and what it took to get your kids. How so. old were they again? Nine, eleven, and 13.
0: Oh, God. It's starting.
1: <laughs> they have a teenager and two tweens. Oh. Okay. Girls enjoy ha- spending time at the shop and the office, but they don't do anything hands-on with the furniture. We'll find out why in a minute. Uh, and they're just starting to talk to their oldest daughter now about the furniture again. You'll find out in a minute why. It has opened the door for some good, although totally embarrassing for her, conversations. Uh, Started Revel Furniture because they needed to spice up their sex life. And with that, let's start the interview. (laughs) Ta-da! Ta-da! They started a furniture company to spice up their sex life. I love it. That's the intro right there. That's the intro right there. Need a better sex life? Okay, so... Why did you start in business together?
0: Yeah, let's start with that. No, I don't want to start with that. What do you want to start we got with? to talk about what the
3: furniture is. Tell us Come about
1: on. tell us about Revel furniture.
3: So the furniture is a, is is a way to um, the easiest and simple way is is I wanted to build and create furniture that looked like normal furniture, but its complete goal was to create a better intimate, more intimate environment and to create better sex. But it looks like regular furniture, but it has a lot of really cool features. But that's that's really what it all came down to was I needed something that looked like something that would be in my house, but nobody would ever know that it's actually intent was to have better sex. Can you give one
0: example of the cool features on a piece of furniture that looks normal in your living room?
2: I would say it's the, if if we're talking about just one, I'm going to start with the chair as that's what was the first piece of furniture and you're able to move the chair into multiple positions that are able to feel differently based on how much of an angle you have the chair
3: Yeah, it was completely designed. Every piece of furniture was designed around the human body. And of course, two human bodies. So the chair is a a specific width. It has a specific curve that, you know, we studied the human anatomy and the human form and the human body and what curves work best and um, how wide somebody's legs might spread, like things like that. So the chair is designed just even around not only the human form, but, um,
1: the human form doing the nasty, let's just call it it what it is.
3: That's right. I don't know how, you know, that's the thing we're talking about sex. And I think a lot of times, especially in America, you know, we don't necessarily want to talk about it. And so that was also one of the main things. It's, it's something you can't hide. It's there in your house every single day. You walk by it, you sit in it, you use it. You know our beds you sleep in it every night and the fact is is that a lot of people do have things that enhance their sex life but they're all tucked away they're put in under the bed they're put in drawers and closets whatever um some of them you have to get out and blow up or hang in the hang some way you know it was a way to create conversation about sex to get open dialogue and to create that communication because Uh, You know, we've listened to your podcasts and many others, and that's the main thing about any relationship, whether it's sex, whether it's family, whether it's kids. You have to communicate. And sex is one of the things that we found that people don't communicate a lot about. So, um, you know, that's what our furniture really just sitting there makes you think about sex.
1: That's got to be a fun household.
2: It is a fun it household. Is a fun time. Household. But S-
3: it, the features—it's so hard to just kind of tell you which what is one feature because there are so many features of every single part of a piece of our furniture has been completely thought out, even to the fabric we use, instantaneously adjust to your body temperature. So if you're if you're naked and you sit on it, you'll never get that. Oh, that's cold. It it automatically acclimatizes to your body temperature even if you put our furniture outside.
1: That's pretty that's pretty cool. Now now here's the obvious question. Do people come over to the house and go, oh, not sitting there? Oh certainly not sitting there. Nope, but not putting my drink down over there.
2: I don't think they do anymore. I think, <laughs> I think I think initially when people found out what the furniture was used for, they did. But I just tell my girlfriends or anybody that's over and we're talking about the furniture, you know You put your cups on my countertop. How do you know I haven't had sex on my countertop? You know, you have sat on our couch. You've sat on the stairs. Like, people have sex all over their house. That's true. And the furniture cleans really well if it needs to be cleaned. You know, there's... It's not a sleazy
3: gross dungeony dungeony I you
2: know. feel it's very modern it's very sleek it's it's very cool and the reason it actually all started was because a friend said hey this is really cool and she didn't know what it was about and once we told her you know she kind of helped us get the ball rolling which we might talk about later but it, you know, people don't shy away from it once they sit in it, or they're really intrigued and say, "Wait right. a second. I mean, we were appalled the first time Kevin's mom sat in it and said, "Come here, honey, come over here and sit in." Yeah,
3: <laughs> she actually did that because yeah. she knew because we told her what it was, and you know, this she's an she's a, a ex pastor. My dad was in the military, and um, you know, here's my mom going, "Hey, hey, honey," and I'm like, "No, no, no," but. <laughs> You know, whatever. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But we've had lots of people sit in it, and um, it it they just sit in it. it there, it's very comfortable furniture. You could sit there, read a book on in our chair, and uh, you can but do why anything. Why would you want to do like, that? And spice it up after that.
1: That's right. It is. I we've been to the website. It is very, very beautiful furniture. Very uniquely designed. Very pretty. Um, has a very modern look to it. Uh, and, and you know. All, all, all joking. No, no. Including all joking. Um, there is just something about your parents and sex. I don't care who you are. I don't care how forward thinking you are. There's just something about, you can't have that in the same the, sentence. The thing, no The way fingers
0: to, go in the ears, ears and you go la 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 la. la. All
1: right. You, so, so moving right along. Um, you guys have both
2: been entrepreneurs in the past. Tell us a
1: little bit about that.
2: Mine is definitely minimal since we have three girls we were losing hair accessories left and right. And so I'm somewhat frugal and said, Hey, I can make those. And so once I started making a few and had told people that I was making them, it just kind of snowballed into more than that. Now that they're older, we, I I don't have to do it any longer. And I think I've got too many scars and blisters on my fingers from the hot glue gun anyways, to be able to continue doing that anymore.
3: Yeah. So
2: mine was definitely, a minimal
3: entrepreneurial business yeah. and then i um i got a degree in, a, in interior design and architecture and after working in some design firms you know i was young and dumb and thought i was smarter than everybody else and i was like i can do this better than they can so i um you know we lived in the bay area and it was the dot-com and there were there were more building going on than contractors. And so I got a, I got a license in construction and I quit my job literally on a whim and I just started building things. And, uh, so I did that for 15, 16 years, something like that. And, uh, I learned no mentor, nothing. I learned everything as I went, I just figured how hard can it be just to build a house? I, I, you know, my father, was a was a carpenter, and we did a lot of building, and um, I was just very hands-on, and I was not an office person. I realized that as soon as I got out of college that I hated the office. I could not sit in a desk in a cubicle and do that, so I needed to get out, and so I did that and learned a lot, did a lot of specialty things, and it really uh, opened my eyes to a, a running a business. It really, not, nothing will, nothing will make people understand what swimming with sharks is until they've owned a business.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with that. And what was the moment you guys realized, Hey, let's be in business together. Let's create this thing together and we can still live happily ever after.
3: Oh, we're waiting for the happy ever after. <laughs> right. well, Are we there yet? We're working on it. We're working on it. I
2: think because we have more traditional roles when Kevin was focusing solely on construction where I was at home with the girls and I was doing the PTA and the Girl Scouts and all those sorts of things. It just seems to be a natural transition that I would then move into helping him more in the office environment, more of the administrative duties, helping with organizational paperwork and stuff, which unfortunately isn't one of Kevin's strengths, just because he is focusing and he has that designer mentality that he really enjoys and is so good at implementing his ideas that it was only going to work if we did this together
3: yeah that i learned it took me years to realize i just you can't do it all by yourself and if you think you can you're going to miss so many things that you'll never be successful and it's something that my father told me uh many times He says, you just can't do this by yourself. You have to either hire somebody or you're going to have to ask your wife.
1: And so that so the division of labor began to happen. What else do you guys how else do you have that division of labor check in on each other and not get into each other's hair when you do that?
3: I would say we're even still at a learning process even we've done this for years but the real I think that we've come to the reality that I am not good at paperwork I'm not great at emails I'm I am good with communication when it comes to talking with somebody one on one uh direct contact or even all the, over the phone but um, I'm not the email type, the let's text back and forth because I, I'm just really focused on building and designing and getting materials and organizing that. And so really the division of labor is I build it and she, she does everything else that is required to keep the business going. And the, the amount of paperwork is unbelievable.
2: It's hard though as well because if he is in the, in the building phase of a piece of furniture, he can't answer a text. He can't answer the phone in the middle of, you know, measuring or cutting or whatnot. And so even though our office and showroom is in the front and the shop is towards the back of our space, we do stay pretty separate during the day. We, I know I've learned not to go back there or to peek in and before I say anything I think as women, we're more apt to multitasking and it can really throw Kevin's day off. And that's not beneficial for either one of us. And so we've learned to read each other's cues.
3: Yeah, the the furniture is very handmade. Um, it's all it's all done by literally my hands. And, and we have some help here and there that comes in when we have a lot of orders that come through. But, you know, you you start to break you start to somebody comes in and breaks the concentration of what I'm doing. And next thing you know, getting back into it and remembering where I was and what pieces were what and what has to be cut where uh, it just it it's a mess. It could be a mess.
2: I do think, though, that on the big scheme, the, the big picture of things, we really respect one another. Yeah. And there is absolutely no way I'd be able to come up with the ideas or implement them like Kevin does. So I really have to trust when he wants to change something with the furniture, or one of the um, the the benefits to the furniture, whether it be adding additional shelves or tabs, or making a different curve, something that I wouldn't have thought of, I need to trust that that's going to be the right thing for the furniture. And he has to trust that when I say, you know, I absolutely have to have these receipts, or I need this or that in order for me to complete my job, that we have to follow through with one another because that's the, that's what's important to us at the time. And that helps our communication and our relationship continue because I don't want to go home and be cranky, although it happens.
0: Of course. Well, that's, that's a great segue into my next question. Along your journey in, in entrepreneurialism, is that a word?
1: I
3: think so. Oh,
0: well, we'll use this word. Okay. Awesome. What has been your biggest disagreement and how did you work through it?
3: You know, <clears throat> we thought about this quite a bit, and Aaron and I d- haven't really had any disagreement, so to speak. We don't really disagree on the path of the business. We don't disagree on, you know, what we're trying to sell. Um, you know, at I guess at first there was that, you know, we're both from a Christian background. We both have you know, uh, family members that were part of the church and, you know, pastors and, and uh, ministers and things. So part of us at first were kind of like, uh, is this okay? But then after a while we realized, you know, we're not really selling, we're not selling anything that's wrong. We're really selling a-, a really great product that could really benefit people in their lives. And so we really have never argued on, you know, how the business should bond or anything like that. But what we do I wouldn't even say argue, but I'm able to decipher between this is business and this is our personal life. I, I change. So when I'm at work, it's work. And it has nothing to do with our kids or our, our necessary relationship, me being a husband and you being the wife. And I think that's the only time that we start to have uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a
2: little bit of tension. Attention,
3: you know, thank you. We
2: we definitely grew up in very, very different households. And so we communicate differently, although we are still in the process of learning how to communicate, right? Kevin grew up in a East Coast Italian military family. It was loud, it was boisterous. There was always something going on. It was fun, it was active and loud, I'll say again. Loud, yeah,
3: active um, and loud. Hey, hey
2: well, wait, wait, Aaron, I need to
1: correct you. I oh, need oh, to correct oh, you. Okay. That Do it. that is our inside voice. If you're a Italian. It totally that's, and done and done a lot. this
2: happened this morning. I was like, "Shh, why are you yelling at I'm me?" Like, not, we're not, not yelling. yelling. Kevin,
3: just, are we yelling?
2: We're not. No, yelling. we don't yell.
3: And that's the thing. And and it's really funny because we tend to say somebody asks us a question and my in my reality, if you ask the question, I'm going to give you the answer. And that's my answer. But there's May- no filter. There's no, <laughs> there is no filter, and that's the problem. I have my. You're my. You're you're at work right now, or we're at home right now, and the business filter is there is no business filter. You ask me a question, I give you the. You. I give you my answer.
2: I don't always like its answer though, <laughs> so, so <laughs> I might have to ask it again when we get home.
3: Right. But yeah, I have to slowly remind myself that. Just because somebody says something and I don't necessarily agree with it, that's their opinion, and that that matters. That sh- That's supposed to matter. It should matter to me more. But, you know, so that's the hard part.
0: So, so I-, I-, I did get there was tension, and then it escalated a little bit to kind of an argument, and then it escalated to it's an Italian inside voice.
1: It didn't I- escalate. Kevin and I were just clarifying that Thank you. we are not loud. We just have a really big family. And in order to be heard, you have to move it up a decibel. And we're passionate people. We're extremely passionate. Especially people. if there's no
0: pasta left. Very Correct.
3: passionate. And get this. Get this. We said I do. And she said no more bread at the dinner table. <laughs> what? Yeah. She took my bread away from me at night.
0: There are Italians in Italy right now that are dying because every See? time, every time you take bread off the table, an Italian dies. It's like the angels dying. <laughs> That's right. Went, yeah. Yeah. That's
3: yeah. right. <laughs> Thank you so much for for saying that out loud because she believes I'm the only one who believes that.
0: <laughs> and, and I'm not the Italian one. I just love Italian food and and Italian women. And Italian w- woman, women think- singular, singular woman. Yeah, I'm just gonna go there. So anyway, back to your your disagreement with escalate which escalated into a full blown fist fight. How did you work? How did you work past it? Or how do you work past that? I know Aaron, you said you wait till you get home to get the answer that you want, but is that is that truly what happens?
2: No, it's it's not really. I I have a hard time turning off though. Like I, I would still check email and send emails and send tweets when we get home or when I'm going to bed. And Kevin is much better about getting home, turning it off. It is, it is hard though. If I don't get all my answers during the day that I need, I, there are certain things relating to the business that, I don't want to decide on by myself and I feel like he needs to be a part of. And so if he's in the construction stage of a piece of furniture and I can't get in there to talk to him. And unfortunately I have to run out to go get the girls from school or to take them to their activities. I have to bring it up at home. It's the only way we're able to continue the forward momentum of the business. And Mm -hmm. so unfortunately we haven't been able to really separate professional and personal life.
3: Yeah. Although we're, we're trying, we just spoke uh, to each other a few weeks back, probably probably three or four weeks and just decided that there has to be a moment in the day where it's done. And I, I think, you know, Aaron loves to like do that. And I don't know if Catherine does it, and I'm not trying to throw you under the bus if you do, but do you do that? Like verbal dump of everything on your mind right before you go to bed? And then you leave and go to bed and just leave Barry there like, what just happened? Because Aaron will do that. Aaron will be like, this is what I need from you. Blah, 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 blah. You have to do this. I need this. I need this. Good night. And then she'll go to bed.
2: Now, he's making me sound awfully
3: bossy. And that She's bossy. Case. But we've just recently just talked about there has to be a time at, at, at a certain point during the day where it's off. You just can't. The phone has to stop. The emails have to stop. The person who has emailed us needs to understand, you know, needs to I can't answer that question in and give you that right now, you know. Um, And so we'll wait till tomorrow. And it's not the I don't think people understand, especially in the modern day where everybody wants that answer right now. Uh, I'm starting to be like, you'll get it kind of when I feel like it. And that's tomorrow because I'm done right now.
1: I think there's I think there's a good point to be made with that. Um, yeah, I probably do do a verbal dump um, several times a day, several times a day, and then I just walk <laughs> out of the room and leave him with the mess. Um, you know, for for all of our business people out there um, who are listening, I believe that there should be a, a point in the day where you go, okay, I'm not taking any more calls, I'm not taking any more messages. Uh, certainly, you know, the weekends are. are off limits. Off limits to us. And we started out in business with, oh yeah, we'll answer the phone at night. Oh yeah, we'll answer the phone on the weekends. And what we ended up doing is training customers to wait until the end of the day and wait. You know, when it was convenient for them to call us up, and wait until the weekend when it was convenient for them to call us up. And we burned out of that. We burned out of that real fast. And you couldn't. And you couldn't untrain them. So now we're training our um, our clients and in. in you know, hey, this is it. You know, we'll take calls until about seven o'clock at night. You know, we'll take calls from about eight o'clock in the morning. Don't call us on the weekend. You're not. There's no emergency that's going on. There is no sex furniture emergency out there, people. None. <laughs> right. And and if there does happen to be an emergency, nothing Kevin or Aaron can do about it. You really need to call nine one one. And know in your heart, right. Yeah. Get it removed and know in your heart that someday you'll be on one of those programs where sex sent me to the hospital or whatever that TLC program is. (laughs) So just, you know, deal with it, folks. Just deal with it.
3: So now the the weekends are hard because I, you know, the kids are active and they're now at those ages where they kind of go places. Now I want to go over to this friend's house or that friend's house, or I'm going to go stay overnight over here. And there's a lot of furniture to build. And so I I tend to go to my shop on the weekend uh, a little bit more often than I probably should, just because I I feel that sitting at home and watching television or, you know, just doing that kind of laziness thing, I, I mentally can't do it. I have to be active. So if I'm not, like we went hiking and rock climbing yesterday and played tennis the day before with the kids. And, um, you know, I feel, I feel great. Now, today, I, I literally will probably work till nine o'clock at night, at least tonight, just because I'm like, all right, I took way too much time off on the weekend. So I'm still on that zone because there's a lot of work still to do.
0: That's, okay. you know, I think that's okay. It's because you, you, you're not doing any customer interaction at that point. So it's time when you can actually focus and probably get a lot more done without having any interruption. So I <laughs> I don't find a problem with that. I think it's the customer interaction that uh, that you need to make sure there are boundaries on. That's my yeah. opinion. I
1: agree. Thank you, yeah. Catherine,
0: and wife interaction. I mean, so anyway, what are some of the joys that you guys are really experiencing being together twenty four seven?
3: That's a long pause right there. Wasn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Next we question. Mean, we noticed it, and we're not editing it out. <laughs>
3: We're both really what quiet. are some of the joys? You know what? During Valentine's Day, I can get my secretary a really sexy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can flirt with the office person, and uh, it'd be okay. I um, think. I think
2: the main the main point would be that you know, Revel was developed about intimacy and communication. I think sometimes Kevin will say it it was more about the sex. For me, it's more about that whole cycle, right? If you're having more sex, you're communicating better. If you're communicating better, you're having more sex. So it is a really good cyclical um, return that you have. And let's say Kevin's creating a new piece of furniture for the office and there's a prototype that needs to have some testing done on it. That's a good benefit yes. of the middle of the day of being able to be together.
3: Yeah, not like not as we don't do it on the showroom furniture or anything like that.
2: <laughs> My good gosh. to
3: know. Uh, I didn't know you were going there. Uh, I just you know, hope you can lock the door to the say, shop. I just love seeing her all day long. <laughs> That's what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> That's a good answer too. I like Erin's answer better. It's much more. Uh, and as Barry well, said, the end, it's more
3: real. It is because <laughs> at the real. end, by saying my answer, I have the other part a little more often. That's
1: right. That's right. And no, and you I, can lock the door, right, to the uh, to the shop. Sure, yeah. you can. Okay. No,
3: it's 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 an interesting. It's it's uh, it's really it is fun. Um, there is challenges and there are moods that go up and down, and there's stress, but in the end, it's really fun because the best part about what we do is there's not a lot of complaints from clients. It's very rare that something happens where somebody goes, I actually, it's never happened. We had one time when a bed was shipped and they got really damaged. And other than that, you know, we've never had any issues. Um, But it's really fun. And and our clients love what we build and love what we do. And it's very positive. And that, that's something that I really didn't get in construction I really you know it's it can never be built fast enough cheap enough uh you know and it can't be built with the I I, you can't hit my budget with you know yeah well because you want the Taj Mahal and you don't want to pay for it so I can't hit your budget and that's not the case here so the people that we interact with they're a lot of fun and they really understand what we're about and I think that that's why this is. It is fun to work together because we get to see a very positive side of couples' lives.
0: I don't know why we just had a long pause there again.
1: That was you. That I,
3: was that was all, that, that was, was me. I, I
0: was like, uh, okay. So I thought that,
3: maybe you guys were making out or something. No, <laughs> no, no. no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I I was stuck on yeah.
0: Well, in the middle of the day, we test out a new design. You know, I, that's where I was. Yeah, stuck. He's,
3: he's still back there. So.
1: Are there any business books that you guys are reading right now that you would recommend to our listeners to yeah, also we, pick up?
3: We, we laugh at the book question.
2: We, I am sorry. We don't, I don't, I really, really wish that I could say there's an incredible book out there right now that we're reading. But quite frankly, I'm going to ask you for recommendations because we
3: <laughs> do not have time to read. Yeah. Do you have a book on tape? I might yeah. be
2: able to work that in.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's really, you know, statistically, very successful people their one common thing is that they read a lot. And, um, I, you know, I know that for a fact, but because I literally build everything with my hands, it's, uh, it's really hard for me to sit there at night and just, it's not a form of relaxation for me. Even when I would read to my kids, I'd literally fall asleep reading, you know, some book about a dog. Cause as soon as I open a books cover, I'm out. So, It's, I, I, we just don't, I just, I don't have time to read and I don't.
1: Hey, perfectly good answer.
3: Be completely honest with you.
1: Perfectly good answer. And is there any advice that you would give our listeners uh, about working together and creating a business together?
2: I think it boils down to just being patient with one another. Yeah. You know, you have enough areas of contention just in a regular relationship when you see one another half the day, but when you're really working together and you're side by side, it boils down to respect and patience and giving one another that space during the day as well as in the evenings when you need it. But all that brainstorming and all the work that you end up putting in together, it really does pay off. I wouldn't yeah. do, I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else right now. Yeah.
3: And I, I feel that, you just have to get to a point of trust. I think once you're married, I think people get married because there's that trust factor between two people. You trust that they're there for you and that you're there for them. They they trust that same thing. And so, you know, it, for me, I have to trust that, you know, this is what needs to be done. And I trust that she's going to do it and she's going to do it. In a way that is, you know, positive and beneficial to the overall company. And sometimes, as somebody who's creating something and has created something from basically nothing, you you kind of have to, you just you have to let it go, uh, and and just say, here's what we, you know, this is my role, this is your role, and I trust that that's what you're going to do, and and understand that they might have a different way to do it. And not to be upset about that. Fantastic. And that that was some well, fantastic. Hey, can when you release this, I'm gonna record that section. <laughs> you you
0: got it. You got it. We'll we'll cut it up, we'll give it to you. If if you could attach a little audio player to your business cards and just <laughs> have that on, you'd be in great shape. So let let's go have some fun now. Tell me what is your favorite meal to cook together or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant?
2: We are not adventurous eaters. I I'm think not. that comes from being in the Midwest and growing up there. I mean, it was definitely a meat and potato type of meat, situation. Potato, pasta. And so we're really
3: good with American and Italian fare.
2: That's it. But that's about it.
3: In California, we are it's really hard to go out with friends because they're always going to these really extravagant Let's eat this fusion something. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to get McDonald's afterwards, aren't I? Which,
2: I, I try really yeah. hard to expand everybody's palate. I try really, really, really hard. But Kevin's pretty picky, and so are one or two of our girls. There's yeah. no warm liquids. There's no
3: one-dish casseroles. Yeah. There's I don't like casseroles. I don't like my food touching. And I don't like warm liquids. So I don't do soups. I don't drink coffee. I don't do hot teas. I can't... I, I don't like it. He's a tricky fellow. I am. I mean. so so he, have a lot of his
2: isms. Fa- his favorite thing is cereal.
0: So, So Kevin's favorite meal at his favorite restaurant would be a Happy Meal at McDonald's.
2: That would be
3: yeah. it. As a matter of fact... It's
2: a mighty meal.
3: He needs more than a Happy As meal. a matter of fact, my neighbor, there's this lady that lives next to us. She's older. And we help her out all the time. Change light bulbs, whatever. And she comes over and one day she's just not, she doesn't look really happy and she comes over and she's like, I need some help. And I, so I walked over and, and I fixed her TV wasn't working or something. And she's like, Oh, Kevin, you, you always seem so smiley and so happy. And I was like, well, you just, you know, life is life. You just got to roll with it. She's like, well, what makes you happy when you're, when you get down, how do you get happy again? And I looked at her and I go, big max. And she goes, excuse me. And I go, a big mac fry and a coke there's nothing to me that a big mac fries and a coke won't fix so all you have to do is find your big mac in life and she laughed hysterically and every time i see her now she just looks at me points and says big mac and i'm like there you go so yeah i'm pretty simple and it's i know it's not good for me but it makes me happy so kevin let me
1: let me re let me let me clarify here you <laughs> are italian correct
3: yeah <laughs> okay and uh, I live in San Francisco, and the Italian food here is crap. Uh, no, uh,
2: wait,
3: you just lost listeners. I know. They're, they they can't make pasta. They can't make bagels. They can't make pizza, which we call pie. They you can't. There's no good sandwiches. Oh, don't get me started. There's no good sandwich places out here. It is very difficult, and Erin never understood that until I took her back to New York years ago, and we ate down in Little uh, uh, down in Little Italy, and she, to this day, still talks about the food we ate that weekend.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there there's nothing like good Italian food. But- there's
3: nothing like not it, and there's like nothing it. out here that I get excited about, so I just don't care, and I can't stand sourdough bread. It, <laughs> it, it like, ruins your teeth. It's like trying to eat a jawbreaker. It I don't get it. Food.
2: So... I don't know what we're doing
1: out here. Yeah. I don't know why. You're so, well, let me, let me just clarify. Now you did say you didn't like casseroles. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. Do you eat, I don't.
1: La- do you eat lasagna?
3: Well, yeah, that's a, that's an that's Italian. Casserole. That's casserole. Totally that's different. casserole. It's different. It's Italian. It's
1: Italian, but it's a casserole. We've perfected the casserole. So just don't, not, just don't, just don't put,
0: don't put tuna and macaroni in the same dish.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. That's disgusting, right. honey. That is just disgusting. <laughs> it's delicious. It is not.
0: Anyway, moving right along. Last question in the food round. Red, white, or beer?
3: White. Jack Daniels.
1: (laughs) Excellent answer. Kind of goldish-tannish. Kind of goldish-tannish.
3: I don't do wine, and Aaron will tell you that Napa is one of my least favorite places, although we live two hours from it.
2: But it's one of my favorite. so I just have to go with girlfriends. That's
3: it. You need a wine husband.
2: I do. That's a really good
0: idea. It's like Catherine needs a ski husband. I need a ski husband. Ooh, you need I a love ride.
3: skiing. Excellent.
0: I see a swap going on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. That this is a whole, this different, podcast. That's it. There's a
1: whole different podcast.
0: <laughs> Not really. Did you see the furniture they I make? Just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have just taken it to a whole new level. Well, let's take a little commercial break. And when we get back, we'll find out a pet peeve that Aaron and Kevin have. Hey everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, Together 24/7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com/together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together.
0: Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners use promo code together247 to get 25% off their hosting services don't wait hit pause now and sign up at hostgator.com unless you're driving then wait till you get where you're going remember use promo code together247 to get an additional 25% off at hostgator.com welcome back Catherine, we have a double pet peeve kind of sorta
1: well they they are they're, they, they're both and annoyed by the same thing by the same thing
0: same types of things.
1: What is your pet peeve?
2: Grammar. Grammar.
3: I, I cannot stand it when somebody uses O as a number. So when they're telling me their phone number or, um, an address and they say like 0520342505, O is not a number. Zero is a number. O is not. And I can't stand it when somebody says I could care less because if you could care less, then you actually could care less. It's I couldn't care less. But people don't get it that right. And it drives me insane.
0: Well, going back to the, the O and the zero. So should we just because I think it's it's a matter of shorthand because zero is two syllables. O is one syllable. So should we just do what the Canadians do and say Z? Would that be easier? No, Z is Z. It's
1: Z. Z is not zero, Z is Z. Oh, crap. Correct. Then yeah. never mind.
3: Yeah, you've been-, you've been nil, You could do nil. Nil.
1: Nil. But nil is an out. amount.
3: But dealing with a score. Yeah. But no, I think it comes down to sheer laziness of the American language. See, now, right.
0: now when I do our phone number, our home phone number- I I, I, do some, I do some zeros and some O's because there's so many of them in that yeah, number. Yeah, we do.
1: We have, we have too many zeros in our phone.
0: And it confuses people. And it
1: confuses people. And Aaron, what's your pet peeve? This is the I. I love this one. Go ahead.
2: Is the your your and your or the there there and there? And unfortunately, we have a serial offender in our household as well. If
3: I use the wrong there in a note, <laughs> you would not believe the s storm that comes down upon me. <laughs> Did you know that you tweeted there with the wrong there? Like what? no i did not she's like yes that is used oh my lord here we go 20 minutes on why there is not there
0: well that makes that makes uh a good argument to use google text to speech or speech to text because google can figure it out you say it google has it figured out
3: that's true it's true yeah
0: everything else it gets wrong everything else it gets wrong
3: it's true (laughs) and it can't find my directions to someplace but whatever
0: That's a whole different pet peeve. We're not (laughs) going to get into that.
3: That's
1: a whole different pet peeve.
0: You know
3: what? We could go through a lot of pet peeves. I know you only have one.
1: (laughs) There are tons. So Aaron and Kevin Jensen, the company is Revel Furniture, and that's revelfurniture.com. We'll have all the contact information on the show notes page and the website. It really is very beautiful furniture and functional in a special way.
0: Double functions.
1: Double functions. It has been a pleasure interviewing you and getting to know you guys a little bit better. Thank you so much for being on the show.
3: Thank you. Thank you. you guys are so much fun. And we actually learned some stuff about ourselves uh, doing this. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. And we'll catch everyone next time. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net.
1: Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsor's links as well.
0: Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you email us at guests at together247.net.
1: And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.